Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Robbie, one of the most exciting segments for the show for mine, and that is the SEN Top End 10. It's got plenty of traction. You have been batting away messages in your private mail, some abusive, some thanking you, some <laughs> offering bribery. But yeah. let us know how the list goes this week. I think we normally start at 10, don't we? Yeah, start at 10, but we've got a few players. You've got Jackson Calder, Ed Morris, Stokes and Hams all on the outside, but we're going to go with Morris for that number 10 spot. So Ed Morris from uh, Waratah has just been very consistent the whole season um, and been one of their best, or probably their most consistent player, hasn't he? So you wanted to jump the gun. I was going to wait to the end about the unlucky players and keep people in suspense. But Bradley Stokes, mate, left out of the team despite a 27 disposal week. He's been nestled in the top five pretty much. Comes out, gets his 27, and he gets cut. What's going on there? Oh, it's a line ball decision. I just, I, I, I sort of want Buster. You know, I'll probably expect him to win on the weekend. And he, it's probably more just favouring those midfielders as well, and the blokes that get the ball forward to centre maybe. But yeah, I just, I probably would have. You could argue for him for ten, but I don't think over number nine. No, you're right. Onwards. I think that Buff's duty to start winning games of football. His brother Jared's also probably someone that could sneak into the list at some point this year. Number nine. So you got the Nycliffe captain, Ryan Nyhouse, was mm. best best on for mine against Waratahs. Didn't get in the best three at the club, but he was clearly outstanding. He was outstanding on the weekend in a loss. A new addition to the list. With his versatility, he might just be Nycliffe's most important player. Yeah, he plays on a back flank as well. He doesn't take a gorilla and he just, just you know peels off and just intercepts a lot of uh, inside 50 ball. Bit of the rough clerks about Ryan Nyhouse. Yeah, that's a dangerous role. Um with a bit of license to attack and defend, um, read it and, and play footy, um, mm-hmm. which is probably the best position I I love playing. And, um, you know, you, the coach backs you in to do your job. Mm-hmm. If you see the ball, you go get it. Um, if you can pull it up or get forward and sneak forward and kick a goal, it's um, one of the best positions, I reckon. <laughs> Robert, number eight has been super exciting for our competition. Yeah, Harley Bennell. So he's just been performing for Tiwi, um, just turning up every week, getting his, you know, 30. Uh, high 20s every week and, you know, really driving that leadership at the uh, Tiwi Bombers and that intensity that he brings. You know they're a pretty good 20 or 30 touches too, don't you, Raf? They're not going to be wasted too many. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And uh, when he gets the ball, he's hitting at a pace. Mm. He's not, you know, getting the kick back to him in the back pocket and, you know, slowing the game down or anything. He's, he's on the move and his next kick is always um, setting someone else up or putting them inside 50. Putting you all on the spot here, but no one knows his link to Tiwi Bombers and how he arrived at the club? No, no yeah. idea. But he's living at Miller Carpety from all reports. Yeah. Might have so. to get him on the show at one point. I reckon it'd be great to have a chat well, with Harley. Yeah, I had a missed call from Brenton Toy yesterday. He didn't return my call back when I tried to call him. So, Toysy, mate, give me a call back. Thanks, he's, mate. Uh, yeah. He's put a, I'll a, find a out. few posts up of him fishing and um, out on the boat a fair bit, Harley Bennell. So, oh. he's loving life at the moment, which is awesome to see. Number seven, Rob. Uh, yeah, number seven is uh, Lant, Dill Lant. And that's just, they had the buy, so he slid out, but he's second, I think, or third in the most touches in the league. But would probably be up there in number one for average over games. So, yeah, Lant is number seven. Probably not too much more to add about Dylan Lant. A very good player, deserves his spot on the list. He's been around that spot probably for the every yeah, since he debuted in the NTFL, really. Yeah, I think a southerner that sort of adapts to the territory football and the way of like, territory footy, yeah. So he fits in well. Probably something we can discuss further in a future episode, but 
it's always interesting, I think, the dynamic of recruiting and how some teams seem to get it right by recruiting certain players that adapted the territory footy really well, like mm. you said, at Dylan Lant. And then you see some other clubs routinely just get the wrong player up or a player that just underperforms up here. And it's there is a bit of an art and a bit of a science to recruiting for the NTFL. Yeah, definitely. You don't want to get too many inside mids that are slow that can't deal with it. You know, you sort of have to have that outside game. And it's a bit of a worry, though, because Dylan Lant sort of named as an emergency this week, which, mm. you know, and they've got a strong side. I've got a feeling he's not going to play. I feel like... He could be injured, maybe, so that will risk his spot. So. The next couple of players on your list are players who I think are perfect footballers, ex-AFL players for the NTFL. Let's start with number six. Number six is Sam Darley. So Darley's just going about his business. They moved him to halfback on the weekend which for patches, which was good. Great recruit, and I think he's been trying to get up to Darn for a long time, and no one's given him a go. No, there's a few players in that category, yeah. but yeah, Darley has expressed interest to come up to Darwin, and I think he's got a relative up here, and he can spend a lot of time up in Darwin. You said something about him potentially moving up. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy how these blows can slip under the radar. Then they finally get their chance, and they get their 30, 40 touches every week, but I reckon Darley's definitely a top liner of the NTFL, one of the best players uh, going around. He sort of reminds me of Jack Geary a little bit at St. Mary's. So different footballers, mm. but players that their weapon is just their work rate and their ability to cover the ground. And I think that's what Darley does very well. Yep. Number five. It's the devil, Neville, Jeddah. <laughs> yeah. So Jeddah's you know, been an outstanding player the last few weeks, best like best player mm. on the weekend against Buffalo. He's running off half back. How's his partnership with Hams? Hams, yeah. And I think they're driving, what I'm hearing, they're driving some real strong standards at the football club. Um, you look up, they go to the disposals, Ham's disposal efficiencies as well as in the 90s, and Jetta's just running off and creating. It's, it's a dynamic duo down there. So I've heard that they are, like you said, they're driving that culture. They're very hard mm. taskmasters. If you miss a target or you're not defending or you're not in the right spot, Neville and uh, Ashton will tell you about it. And that's an interesting thing because we have seen AFL players come up, and we talk about it a lot, how they perform in the NTFL. And, and some AFL players aren't as engaged as others, mm. where you get blokes like Ashton Hams, his first year at the club, Neville Jett is a flying player. It's yep. great to see these blokes fully commit to the club. Raph, I imagine Eddie Betts would be the same. Travis Farco is mm. looking like he's ready to play some football. I think that's the thing. Palmerston at the start of the year, when I looked at all these ex-AFL players rumoured to come, I was kind of like, yeah, so what? Because, Raph, you would know that some ex-AFL players come up just for the experience and they don't necessarily buy into the club or produce really good football. You cannot say that about these Palmerston guys. They have all been fantastic. Yeah, exactly, mate. And probably shows why they're sitting pretty up to top there. And um, the buy-in has been a, a massive. And um, and that's what you want. Um, and that's what we tend to see more mm. now. So, mm. you know, these guys are moving up. Um, to actually play a full season or they're, they're playing more than the four games they needed to qualify. They actually want to play their eight to ten games and actually have buy-in. So it, it's awesome to see. And, Ralph, you'd know how important it is as having a back line that's, you know, ordered, does, does those orders and covers off and really, you know, controls that discipline that's aspect. That's it. And, and the way I believe you know, your games are won or your, your premiership teams are built, a lot of people believe your midfield and forwards, but I, I believe your half-back line is just mm. as important. And if, if you get your half-back, because they see most of the game clearly, can see up the field, um, you know, especially for covering off and setting up your defence, um, your half-back line, to me, is almost your most important line. Yeah. In at number four is another ex-AFL player who I believe has dropped one spot this week. Yeah, Stephen Motlop I've got down at four, so he's just going about his business and just being the best player at Wanderers at the moment. Mm, I so. think Stephen's a tough one because clearly he could be considered the best player in the comp. If he was running around mm. at Palmerston or even Pints or something, you could imagine him getting his 25, 30 touches, three or four goals every week. He's playing in a team that's kicking three or four goals for the game, and mm. so he's getting his you know 20, 
25 touches, 19, 20 touches, um, and a couple of goals. So he's doing what he can. I think he'd be leading Wanderers as best and first by an absolute mile at the moment. Deserves his spot at number four, but who has knocked him off for number three? No, that's Matt Dennis after dominating against Nightcliffe and Little Boy and them on the weekend. He, mm. you know, he goes into three and he's one of those ones that can be real, you know, damaging to, that could go towards that number one spot. Yeah, I was about to say that. He said a game high 10 ground ball gets on the weekend. That was what really stood out. I thought mm. very rarely do you see the Ruckman win the ground ball gets uh, stat, but Dennis does that. Such a unique footballer. He is getting closer to that top spot, isn't he, Rob? When I look at players who could potentially knock off Baxter Mansion, and that will be another question that I ask shortly, Dennis is a player that you can that just fits that mould as the best player in the comp, doesn't he? Yeah, he definitely does. And his athleticism for a big man is just you know, outstanding, the way he can get those ground balls. Brody Philo, another 23 disposals and two goals on the weekend. That's your number two? Yeah, I thought he stood out for Nycliffe. And I think I think he's one of those players as well that gets harshly judged, you know, like yeah. maybe like a Sean Wilson or Cam, uh, Cam Islet as well at times. But he, he'll go out and get 23 and kick two and lace out Butcher <laughs> three or four times in yeah. the goal square and, and he won't get named in the best three. And you're like, oh, rightio. But there's, they've just got high, such high expectations on these players. And I think Stephen is, as well is probably, is probably that's who he's down for as well now because we expect so much from him. Mm. Well, <laughs> so. I suppose it's a bit like... Um, Mitch Robinson, 35 yeah. possessions, 27 kicks, doesn't get a gig in the top six players. So Yeah, best players for buffs, yeah, yeah which is I, interesting. It, it's a very, yeah, they hard, <laughs> hold some of these guys to a very high standard. Yeah. But uh, Philo is in no danger of losing his spot. What would he have to do, in your opinion, to, to sort of get to that top spot? Who we all know is Baxter Mance at this stage. Yeah, it's a massive must-win game against St. Mary's. He needs to go out and be the best player on the ground or in the best three. Best mm. player on the ground's hard when there's 44 blokes out there, admittedly. But if he's in the best three or four for Nycliffe on a win, I think that guarantees his spot in that spot. And I don't know, it could almost knock him off. Yeah, knock it's a hard off one, too, one. I think, Rob, because I think um, Philo's one of the ones that the Saints would go after and take. So you'd mm. probably have a job. Parnell run yeah. around with him. So... You know, if he, he still comes out and gets his 20-plus and kicks a one or two, um, you're definitely looking like to back some bench, maybe mm. a knock-off. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm Chopper, I'm running, doing something with Philo. I'm running something with him, yep. giving him that respect. Rob, we sort of joke because we don't, we're not looking for reasons to take Baxter Mensch off top spot, but every week it's like I look at his stats and I think, oh, maybe this week it was the game that he had a quiet one. And I saw mm. his stats this week and I thought, oh, 25 touches, that's that's a bit under 30. Normally he's getting around to 31, 32. But then I looked, kicked two goals. Most of the other statistical categories were pretty high. Clearly among Palmerston's best players, I thought, on the weekend. I don't know if he was named in the best, but watching the game, I thought he had a pretty good impact. Mm. Um, he just keeps on keeping on, doesn't he? Yeah, he's probably not your, you know, your classy sort of midfielder. You wouldn't, you know, if you had to pick a team, you'd probably pick Motlop or Philo mm. or Daly over him, perhaps. But he does come in, and he is going to be Rover in our team, our 22 team of the you know, early Crow team of the year. Um, and I just, he just keeps accumulating it, and that consistency to play at Premier League level is so hard to do, isn't it? Raf to get yeah. consistently high numbers. I've uh, got one question for you, Rob. Uh, in your top ten, uh, because we're talking about wins for um, you know for the Buffalo boys there in mm. Stokes, but you've got two Terry Bombers plays in there, and they've got the one yeah they've got one win. So yep. that's an interesting one. Sorry to throw the wood. <laughs> I think that's fair. Just on that, and we'll let Rob gather his thoughts there because you've definitely thrown him on the spot. And he's <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. he's worrying. He's shaking over there. But um, 
another. I remember I did my top 20 list on Facebook the other year, and I had about five or six Darwin Buffaloes players. I can't remember off the top of my head who they were, but I believe Matt Campbell. There was a big forward, Alan Obbs, who was an ex-AFL player. Jared Stokes. There was two others, Joe Anderson and maybe even Cameron Stokes, I think, was playing good footy at the time. Mm. So sometimes you do get those dynamics where you can get five or six really, really good players, and then it drops off a bit. And I suspect that's what you're thinking with Tiwi. So Brenton Toy's gone out. You've got yeah. some star players like your Dali, your Bennells. There's probably a couple of others. But Tiwi are still going to have five, six young kids that yeah, are going to hurt the team. And I think some of these blokes, Raph, are getting looked after a bit by doing, you know, they're, they're starting on the ball. Yep. And then they're, you can see them out the back taking the kickouts yeah, and yeah. all this stuff. And you're like, some of the players in our top side are doing that. But you look at St. Mary's, um, Waratahs, Nycliffe, you, you don't see Brody Philo back there taking a kick out unless yeah, it's yep. danger zone. And same at St. Mary's, you know, you don't see Nate Paredes back there taking a kick out. So it's sort of like they get looked after a bit in that aspect and they sort of get to do whatever they want to do a little bit more, you know, which is sort mm. of... Yeah. Perfect response, mate. You hit the nail on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for that. Banks had both Ed Morris and Ashton Hams in their Division One Premiership team last year. Ed Morris is at 10 on our list. Ashton Hams is very, very close. Of the, He would be 12, you yeah. know, 11, 13, around yeah, that sort around of spot. Yep. Um, it's little wonder they got the chocolates last year in the Division One Grand Final, was it? Yeah, no, definitely. And these, these are players that are just sitting under clubs' noses. Um, if, if I would have got a senior job, I would have been ringing players like that mm. as zero pointers oh, and then trying crazy. to get some, a little bit of finance to get them like incentivize them to come over to an NTFL club because banks do have that good culture that uh, throws another question I've got um, do you think banks should have stepped up this year with pints I think it's coming I don't know mm. when but I think it's, it's just I think the player yeah. far off because of the, the players they attract and, and the club they're building mm. um, I think they're in the same boat as Pints. David Zaharakis, mm, Tim yeah. Bongetti on the way. Um, plenty more players. It, it's actually crazy, Raph. Like, the Division One competition doesn't get a lot of coverage, as yep. you would know. If you Google some of the credentials of these players that have come up for Banks or Pints yep. over the past couple of years, we're talking legit ex-AFL, yep. ex-VFL gun. I'm not... Back in the old days, that because I grew up around the Pints footy club. My dad is a life member there. And if we had a bloke who played senior footy down south, oh, he plays in some country yep. league, it'd be like, oh, wow, chuck him in. This is going to be huge for us. Now you're getting blokes rocking up at pints like Sam Carriage and blokes rocking up at banks like Zaharakas. It's absolutely Walker unbelievable how much that. Yeah. Walker and oh, mate, <laughs> yeah. it's absolutely crazy. Exactly. I'm, I'm forgetting more players than I'm naming here. But that's absolutely crazy. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.